Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Live the World Christy Tabernacle International Noonday Bible Study. We are so excited that you have tuned in and you are in the building. Amen. We thank God for His mercy, His grace, His peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank God for another opportunity to come before His throne. Amen. And find out about what He wants to tell us today. Amen. We know He always has something good for us. Amen. We thank God that we are in, amen, a brand new chapter. Hallelujah. Book of Romans, chapter 10. Hallelujah. So we welcome you on behalf of our co-founder, Archbishop Eugene Smith, and our pastor, Pastor Oshibar Hartman and Lady E. We thank God for you, you, and especially you being here today, that we will be here, amen, on this particular day where God will give us what we need from him. Amen. So before we get started, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go forward in the word of God. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Just give God the glory and praise and the honor. Hallelujah. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we have come to rejoice and to be glad in this day. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just bless you, honor you, God, we glorify you. Lord God, we magnify your name, Lord God. You are worthy of the praise. You are worthy of the honor. You are worthy of all the glory, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, and we bless you and we honor you, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the mighty God, that you are the Prince of Peace, that you are the great deliverer, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your son who died on the cross, that we might have life and life abundantly, Lord God. We thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for this word, Lord, that shall go forth right now in the name of Jesus. God, give us ears to hear, a heart to receive what the word is saying to us today, Lord. Bless our leadership, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Bless them in a mighty way, Lord God. Let them be great leaders. Let us be great leaders and followers, Lord God. We thank you for it right now, God. We glorify your name, Lord. Bless those that are online. Bless those that are in the house, God. I thank you, Lord, God, that you'll supply every need, God, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Lord. And I pray, Lord, God, that you keep these bodies healed, oh, God. I thank you for it right now, God. We give you glory for it, Lord, God. In the next name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Will you receive Minister Natasha Cobb tonight? Come on, put your hands together like this.
after him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the deer panteth for the water, does my soul long it after you. Hallelujah. And that's our, that should be our, our declaration. That should be our posture. Amen. So chase after him because truly he is worthy. Hallelujah. He's our source. He's not our resource, but he is the, he is the source. Hallelujah. Somebody says he's the source of my, my strength, but he's the source of everything, everything that I need or I don't, if I think I don't need, he is the source of that, even that. So we thank God for another day that we are here. Amen. In a brand new chapter, and uh, we welcome those who are uh, 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 online, if you want to participate, please press one so I know that you are in a, a, a conducive environment that you can participate in the Bible study. We'd like you to do so, so press one so we can bring you live and, and we can have a great discussion today. We're in the, uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, and uh, uh, again, Paul is our author, and Paul, this is Paul's overview of God's righteousness and Israel's present rejection. And 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 and, and uh, I know uh, Paul wrote this uh, way back, but even today, still presently, reject Jesus as the Messiah, and he was promised to them. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. Uh, but so so Paul is really working, trying to uh, uh, because he knows from personal experience <laughs> he was a Jew. He studied. Uh, 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 so he'd know all the law. He'd know all, all of this. But since he had got slapped up his horse on the road to Damascus, he came to himself. himself. And uh, uh, sometimes my mama said, all you need is a good slap to bring you to your senses. <laughs> when you start acting crazy at my mama's house, you say, okay, I know how to bring you back to your senses. And so, so, Paul is, 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 is in a good position where he can talk to them because he, he knows. He know what he was hung up on. He know what he believed in and what he was, I mean, uh, headstrong about. And, and, and so he uh, is, is a good one to be able to say, hey, listen, I understand where y'all at. But now I want you to see what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And so... Uh, in this tenth uh, chapter, he's talking about uh, uh, the first part. He's talking about the prayer concerning God's righteousness. Then he's going to talk about the source of God's righteousness, the availability of God's righteousness, and the reception of God's righteousness, the scope of God's righteousness, the presentation of God's righteousness, and then the rejection of God's righteousness by the Jews. And so, uh, this is what really the tenth chapter of Romans is talking about. And, and, and so when we look at how Paul is saying how the Jews rejected Jesus, we also have to reflect on ourselves and see what are we doing that really shows that we are rejecting the righteousness of Jesus. Because uh, if we think that we are here on our own, if we think that we have made it and we are saved by what we do, then we are or have been rejecting the righteousness of Jesus. Yeah. Because God's righteousness cannot, it, 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 uh, Paul, I think, tried to try to show how big the difference is. He said our, our righteousness is like filthy rags. 
He didn't say our righteousness is such rags, but he said, comparing to God's righteousness, your righteousness stinks. <laughs> the best you can do stinks. So that he's just trying to demonstrate to us how powerful and how great the righteousness of God is compared to our righteousness. And so uh, uh, Paul is trying to, again, because he just came out of, out of the ninth chapter where he again was trying to tell them it's not by works. It's not by what you do. It's not by, the, by, by, by all the ritual that you do, but it's by faith. Uh-huh. And so righteousness comes uh, by faith. You have to believe that the work that Jesus did on the cross uh-huh. gives you access, if you believe that, to become now righteousness with God. Yeah. Because ain't no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. If any man come in, he's got to come by me. If he come by any other means, he is a thief and a robber. And those folks have to be locked up. <laughs> so so, so he, he, he's stressing again that, that, that look at, stop looking at you being right in yourself because you are not. And I heard uh, somebody say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because sometimes we can get so high from you that we don't even recognize the mistakes and the stuff that we're doing that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how people can be so caught up in wrong that it looks right. Can't see the, 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 the truth in anything. And so, so we, when we go through this, this uh, 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 word, we're not, only, we're not looking to condemn the Jews. We're looking to reflect and see what, what, what we're doing. How are we trying to be righteous uh, beside God? How are we trying to be the same thing that we got it, we got it going on without God? Because that's all the Jews are trying to say. You know, I, I said before, I, I, I was amazed how they even told Jesus that the Jews were never in captivity. That, that, that bothers my mind. For them to have the nerve to say that, and everybody knows the Jews <laughs> they were in Babylon. They were in, I mean, how many, how many times they were in captivity? <laughs> we can't hardly count. Okay. But they're saying we're the seed of Abraham. We've never been slaves. You know, so that's how people are when they feel that righteous. Yeah. They can't see their faults. They can't see nothing that they've done wrong. Yeah. And so we got to make sure that when we go through this word today and, and, and this, in this chapter, we see ourselves in it and how we cannot, we should not be uh, uh, so high from Newton that we think we ain't no wrong in it. But we all, uh, uh, the, the, the biggest difference, uh, I believe, uh, in Saul and David was that David was repentant. Mm-hmm. Saul was just blaming everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Samuel, you came one time. I wouldn't have to do that often. I wouldn't have to do the sacrifice. And the people told me then. People made me there. He, he blamed everybody just like Adam did. That woman you gave, <laughs> and then the woman said, "Let's let's make you." Yeah. Everybody, everybody trying to pass the buck. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure we, if we want to be righteous with God's righteousness, we have to make sure know that we we are unrighteous. Mm-hmm. We ain't right. <laughs> Jesus, God was Jesus made us right through the finished work on the cross. So uh, today, uh, we're gonna start at the first verse, chapter ten. Hallelujah. We're going to start with, um, and, and there's, a se- there's a section, these three, first three verses, a section called Ignorance and Rebellion. Three verses, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to read those three verses. Uh, ignorance 
and rebellion. Verse 1, 2, and 3. Elder, Lu- uh, Elder uh, Lucas. David. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for ills of ills that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. Mm. But not according to knowledge. Mm-hmm. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and born about to establish their own righteousness mm. have not submitted themselves mm. unto the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Paul praying for Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like a lot, a lot of us now, today. A lot of us have a real mm-hmm. uh, on funding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
I used to go to church all my life. Doing the same thing. You go to church, get out, go get drunk, take Sunday, go to church. Kind of, but eventually, mm-hmm. the truth touched me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, mm-hmm. I got my eyes open to the fact that one day, you know, the drinking and driving to the field itself and somebody else and it wasn't until I committed got on my knees and prayed to God those problems and those problems and God you don't help me I ain't going to do it and this is what they wasn't doing when Paul was preaching you know, y'all go to church on Sunday and y'all make a sacrifice you know, all this stuff, but you're not doing it for the right reason. So I pray for you. Now let me explain to you what you're doing and what you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. I think, too, that Paul, um, the key is that in that first verse, uh, his heart desires. When you have a desire mm-hmm. in your heart, mm-hmm. and they, Israel had the knowledge, but it was the head knowledge, and it wasn't a desire mm-hmm. in their heart mm-hmm. to really know <coughs> God and trying to live out of their own righteousness of the law, trying to make the law, you know, their righteousness. Mm-hmm. And because it was bent, well, when you accept and, like you said, submit and be subject to God's righteousness, then his righteousness is enough. But dealing and trying to live out of your own Israel kept trying to trump their own right, righteousness, so to speak, mm-hmm. by, you know, adding more to the law. And, and oh, this <laughs> law says that, but if we add this, that, and the other, it's gonna make us better. yeah, it's going to make us better. It's going to make us more righteous. <laughs> you know, yeah, let's, let's, let's add this. And say, not only that, but don't do this. And so they kept trying to trump their own flesh righteousness, thinking that was going to make them sick. And uh, Paul was saying, said, my heart's desire. Mm-hmm. This is my passion for Israel, and I'm praying to God that they don't miss their salvation. You know, they didn't miss the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were missing the salvation. And like a uh, 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 brother said, <laughs> you know, it was just like you could testify. Paul said, I could, like you said, I could testify to this because I've been there and done that until that desire got in my heart. And I uh, submitted myself unto, you know, the great and mighty God. It wasn't enough just knowing about him. And that's what I think verse 2 They knew about him and knew about his righteousness, but maybe they didn't know how to get there. To, to see uh, that that righteousness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and one of the one of the greatest sins, you know, we can't measure sin, but uh, is pride. Pride. Mm-hmm. And 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 when pride comes in, we feel like I can do it my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank and that. Yes, yes. <laughs> he did it his way, right? <laughs> <laughs> And so, so, so the thing is that Paul, who walked in with their end, and now been redeemed, 
and understand that now he is saved. He now he is righteous, but only because of what Jesus did. And so why I say pride is because God is saying, listen, here is how you get to me. You have to realize you can't do nothing. You can't you gotta realize you are nothing without me. You have to recognize and confess that you are nothing without me. Now, pride gonna say, I'm somebody. <laughs> you know. And this this is true in a story about someone a marriage in counseling. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you say, the pride of it all. Now this person have been married four times, the first, and they into counseling with the, with the husband, but this person didn't think that they needed themselves in counseling. Mm-hmm. Now, you on your fourth, oh, no, yeah, but you just get that person right. I'd have a good marriage. <laughs> now, how can you keep on not seeing anything in yourself? Thomas and I'm not wrong. I'm, I know I'm right, and I'm doing that and the other. Now, this you working on it. This the fourth time, and yet you still talking about the other person. I keep being the wrong person. <laughs> well, well, maybe you haven't met yourself in the mirror. I don't know, but you sitting there telling the county person how to do it, and it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. That's nothing about you. And if they start to bring that, and then you know you get up. Yeah. Oh, you ain't no good counselor. You don't know anything, and so you know. I was just thinking of that because it's a true story. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how people, that's what I'm saying, people can get caught up in stuff and, and they would think they are right. They think because because their, their vision is tunneled. They only see what they want to see. And, and, and because of pride, it puts, it, it, it don't allow you to think any, and, and, and we got to be careful because you know, we talk about self-esteem. Yeah. You have to have good self-esteem by yourself. You do. But there's a limit to it. <laughs> you know, we sometimes we, we have to be careful how we tell people to have good self-esteem. Yeah. Because sometimes people can't get to the next level. Yeah. And they're greater than they really are. But having good self-esteem is recognize who you are, mm-hmm. your failures and your strengths, and everything about you, your weakness and your strength. So you can get better in your weakness and get and continue to get, stay stronger, right? And so, when people have this tendency that what I'm doing is right, yeah. and so even though things around them showing them that they're making mistakes, I mean, uh, 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 circumstances are showing you something is wrong. Now, even if the four people you chose. Was bad for you? Who chose it? Yeah, that's it's still you. <laughs> so, so even if you want to blame the other people, yeah, who got with it? Yeah, it was still you. Yeah. So you have to have some accountability that I made that choice. So it's got to be something in me that's going after these people. Why am I going to the same people? There's something in me. So, but 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 people who are prideful and think they they got it going on and think everybody else is the problem, and that's why the Jews are missing God, because God is saying you got to come strip yourself. Yeah. You are nothing without me. 
but the law ends in Christ. Now, when I read this, the law ends in Christ. The law didn't end with Christ. No. Ah, see? So, so if it's in, in Christ, that means that Christ still exists, so the law still exists. So, so people think that, and I, I think where the Jews really got offended is they think that he's saying that the law ends with Christ. <laughs> that, oh, this all we know is the law, and now the law, God ain't going to change his mind like that. You know how some people are Dang, God was gonna change. All all of a sudden, he gonna say, "Now we don't have to do these things." So now it's saying that the law ends in Christ, who fulfills. <laughs> it's fulfilled by by with the real sacrifice <laughs> that was necessary only one time. And so I don't understand how you're going to object something, and, and, and I know it's just because of ignorance. Because if somebody has something that you don't have to worry about finding the girl, but you can just say in your own self, forgive me for I have sinned and come short of your glory. All God is saying is confess your fault. Mm-hmm. Rather than go to the store and buy a turtle dog, mm-hmm. uh, uh, make this all the sacrifice you got to make. The only sacrifice you're making is saying, forgive me. <laughs> I am so sorry for uh, sinning against you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. How is that harder than? Yeah. You gotta go find the best turtle dove, the best lamb, the best whatever. And the thing is, the, the other part of that is they weren't even trying to find the best. Because in the temple they had a, a, a Roman sail coming <laughs> That's why Jesus told them, "Get out of here, y'all! Making my father's house a den of thieves." Because, but so when we see. That, that 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 rather than giving a turtle dove or doing whatever, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, forgive me. But you know what? Pride ain't going to let you do it. <laughs> I mean, think about it. The easiest thing to do is to say, I'm sorry, forgive me. But pride won't allow you to do it. Why else to say sorry? If you ever had kids, say, to tell the other one you saw. Why I gotta say sorry? Mm-hmm. Well, you say you didn't mean to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got kids in, 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 in the community center. They hit one another, and we say, uh, "Tell them sorry." Why I gotta say sorry? You said you didn't mean to do it, so apologize. But some for some people, it is so hard to do because they think they're right. <laughs> if you think you're right, you gonna hold to that. Oh my God! And say, uh-uh, I know I'm right. Uh-uh, I know I'm right. Mm-mm, you ain't gonna make me. You ain't gonna make me confess a lie. <laughs> you ever have people? You ain't gonna make me to confess a lie. I know I'm right. Like you said, a young lady was saying, "I'm right." They, they, them poor jokers wrong. 
But but that's what pride does. It it distorts the truth. You see the truth as something. It it distorts your whole vision. The way you hear stuff it is is distorted. Yeah, yeah, okay. The way you see it is distorted. And so pride does that. And and that's 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 what Satan has. He thought that he was bigger than God. You know you all live. You know your your you know your vision is distorted. Because um, not too long ago, we had a young man that came to us for counseling because he was playing off his music. But the girl wasn't listening. He wanted to get her straight. She never did come. And then it ended up not happening. But see, he thought that he was he was okay. Just like what you're talking about. He thought he was okay. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get her to come so we could get her straight, not him. Uh, <laughs> he told her. <laughs> he wanted to get her straight. Oh, no. Uh-huh. So it's really just the way that we think, and uh, I think that uh, whatever laws that we have learned or anything that we have learned, mm-hmm. um, then it's hard to break it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to break it, so that's where we do so that they are hard to break that law that they be used to. And now we have a change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think too what uh, Pastor Butler was saying about the pride, you know, how you can even hear something wrong or <laughs> take it wrong or, mm-hmm. or not, not accept it because your hearing is off, your vision is off, and now someone could be saying something that is. Mm-hmm. But because of your pride and your distorted vision and hearing, mm-hmm. now you take it as an offense. Yeah. And now you set up in yourself a spirit of, of offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, so we, we, got, we got to know that the, the, the whole thing is understanding God's righteousness. So what does that look like? What does God's righteousness look like? Uh, um, uh, my mama used to sing a song, he's too can't get around it. He's too high, he's too low, you must. <laughs> so, so his righteousness is so great, you can't fathom it. So you got to forget what you know. In order to learn something new, you gotta push down what you what you know, in order to accept something new, because it's gonna override what you thought you knew. But if you keep holding on to what you know, what what's coming in new is gonna clash with it, and it's never gonna gel because you gotta take the old now and 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 see how the new fits in it, because sometimes the new might correlate with the old, or it may not. So whatever uh, misunderstanding or mis uh, uh, knowledge you had before, the only way you can gain new knowledge is to reject the old one and say, you know what, I was thinking the wrong way about that. How many ever uh, used to believe something and then all of a sudden now you got a better understanding of it? Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I see. 
because when I was growing up, I thought that if you if you are saved, you're supposed to live 70 years. Because the Bible says he promised you three score and ten. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he promised you three score and ten. So if you didn't live three score and ten, you're going to the hell, you're going to the lake. That's what I that's what I believe. And then the Holy Ghost is so funny. He says, How long did Jesus live? <laughs> now now you believe Jesus was the Son of God, right? How long did he live? I was like, hmm. So my own knowledge and understanding that I had about that had to change because I know Jesus was the Son of God. Right? I know. In my soul, I know. So the thing that I thought about that, that the scripture said, he promised you. But a promise is not always fulfilled because of what you do. The promise is based on you. <laughs> and so he can promise you 3, 4, and 10, but if your life has been a certain way or whatever, if he is predestined, whatever he wants to do, because he's sovereign, that's the way your end wife's going to end. But I had that knowledge in my head because that's what the Bible says, so that's what it's going to be. Every time I go to a, a, a funeral service, I'll be looking at the sunrise and sunset. And I start counting. Oh, nothing ain't being right. That's, that's what I had. So all of us have something that we believed before. And we got new understanding. Now we see it differently. So what, what Paul is saying to the Jews is the old knowledge that you have, please accept the new because this is the way it is. And so so just like uh, uh, if, if you, you always, all you do is write letters or you suggest write checks. You have to get your check, put it in the mail, and you want to keep doing it, that's fine. But you can now, instead of doing that, you can just go to your phone and hit a button. And so you can, you can accept that new knowledge or you can keep going on. So you got to make sure that if you put it in the mail, that ain't nothing happening in the mail. But if you put it on, on this, you, you can tell when it gets to where it needs to go to because it shows you. You got your confirmation number. You write that thing down. So when they tell you you did not make your payment, you got proof of this. And so I'm just saying that how you get new knowledge coming in, we can accept the new knowledge because uh, now, you, or you can continue to do the old way if you want to. But the thing is with, 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 with your salvation, is the old way is not working because your heart wasn't in it. It was only out of which out of duty. And I heard somebody say something during the leadership conference. Uh, uh, don't do it out of obligation. Do it out of commitment. Because the Jews were doing what they did out of obligation. Yeah, it's what we do. You're a Jew, you go to the synagogue. You 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 do Passover. You do all these things you do. You do Yom uh, Kippur, uh, 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 all these things you do because you're a Jew. You're obligated to do this. But did you really confess your sin? Did you really repent? That's why Jesus said repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? And so... 
So the thing is that people want to do something that they're used to doing and don't want to change nothing because it didn't impact their lives. Usually they start by doing all those things to kept them from sin. Yeah. Oh, they did. Of course. Because that's what, that's what Moses said. <laughs> this is what God wants you to do. But not knowing that God is training them, because the law was our schoolmaster, right? So the law was teaching them how God wanted them to behave. He wants you to love God and love your neighbor. <laughs> that's all the laws were trying to tell them. <laughs> the law is trying to tell them, love God and love your neighbor. But now, <clears throat> the thing is, we're going to show you how you can get a deeper experience with God by confessing your sins and accepting what Jesus did on the cross. And like we say, the Jews should have known that this is the Messiah. I mean, but the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded our eyes where we can't see the truth. Because it seems to me, it's it's sin. And I don't know why, you know, sometimes when you're not in something, you can see it clearer than other people who are. Why it's not clear to the Jews that Jesus was the Son of God? Because he told them. He demonstrated. When, when John was in prison, and John said, are you the one, or should we look for another? Guess what Jesus said? Jesus never said, yes, I am the one. Guess what he said? He said, the blind, huh? The blind can see. The lame can walk. Because why? These are signs of the Messiah. <laughs> he didn't have to say, yes, I am the Messiah. No, see, proof of what the scripture had said, it said this is going to happen when the Messiah comes. The blind see. <laughs> the dumb talk. The lame walk. That's all he said. He didn't say, yes, I am. But he gave them evidence. That's what the scripture is going to say. So they should know. They didn't come, he, John didn't come back to, to Jesus and say, explain it to me because that's not what I asked you. He didn't do that. He understood that based on that, based on what you just said, okay, I got it. So the Jews should have done the same thing to me. But because of the heart of their heart, they want to do it that way. Frank Sinatra told <laughs> Right? So, so any, any more on that? Okay, so the next, the next part is Christ, the end of the all, of the Lord. Christ, the end of the, of the Lord. And so that's uh, uh, the fourth word, El, 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 Elohim. Now, I was going to say here, but in Matthew, the best in Matthew 3, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, a John just wants to submit him to do he just submitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
son, that's where the righteousness lies. Even the righteousness of the law um, lies, you know, within Christ, his coming, and everything that he did, uh, not only miracle signs and wonders, but even to the end of the cross, that um, everything, his work, and that he did here on earth. So this is the source of God's righteousness, which is in Jesus. It's found in Christ, and it's foretold by Moses, uh, Leviticus 18 and 5. <clears throat> Leviticus 18 and 5. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. So, so. He's saying that now you find God's righteousness in Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you do it, you'll, 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 you'll find him. And so um, Christ satisfied because the, 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 the thing about the law was that you have to make sacrifice for redemption. Mm-hmm. For atonement, you have to make sacrifice. Yeah. Jesus came and did it and say, you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore after killing. And Romans 8 says, therefore now, there's no more. <laughs> it's been fixed. It's been paid for. It's de- you, your debt has been satisfied. And so that sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, somebody tell you you don't have to you don't have to keep uh, our repentance and going over and over about the sin of salvation for your salvation. I have made the sacrifice, and it is complete. It is perfect. You the sacrifice you have been making over the years cannot compare to the one I just made. Hallelujah. They, want, they don't want to change. They want to keep doing what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's like that uh, uh, that thing about the, the people with the uh, always cutting the ham in half. Oh. Cutting the end of it all. End, end of it all. And for years, generation after generation, they are cutting the, the ham in half. And so one of the grandchildren says, Come on, why do we do that? I don't know. Mama did it. Grandmama did it. You don't know why we did it? Talk to grandmama or somebody. And she said, Well, our oven was small. So in order to cook the whole hand, we had to cut it in half and put one on the top and one on the bottom. But they never knew that they kept tradition going on. And probably after they found out why, they probably still, because they're used to doing it. Probably still, still did it because the only way, and it, and and especially if it it is if it satisfied their their their, their taste, 
Listen to this. If it satisfied their taste, they're going to think doing something different might distort the taste. So, so because of their taste of doing the law satisfied them, now doing it Jesus' way, it's going to taste different. It don't taste the same as when I did it when I was under the law. It is, it is, it's a different now because because now I can't go into the club and do what I want to do because now it's different. I got to put my heart into it. Before I used to just go to church and get my offering and I can go do what I want to do. Like Elder Dave was saying, he just going and, 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 and after he come out of church, he turns up, right? So, but but once once you recognize now this new. Is you gotta confess that stuff and leave it at the altar. You can't go kick it back to, to the house. Now you your thinking gotta be different. Now you got your taste bud done gotta change now. <laughs> Cause before you were doing just good. You were you off and down and getting still satisfying the flesh. But now the flesh gotta be starved. Paul said, crucify daily. They don't taste the same. <laughs> they don't feel the same. Something is different now with, with what I'm doing. What I'm doing now is is not is not satisfying to the flesh. Because I got to stop doing that to be saved. That's different. I was doing good when I was just coming and give my offering and just going to do what I was doing. Yeah, and I, I brought this up before, but it just reminds me of the movie The Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> and the things they did for tradition. When the young guy comes in there, the new guy, you know, you know, you live in you ask somebody to get some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just know, you know, they wear the prayer cloth and they had the tassels hanging off the end and the, all the men wore it. He said, why? Get it before and he said, what, what are those hanging off for? Why do you have that? I don't know. Stupid. You know so they just did it, and they didn't want to change from a lot of the traditional stuff, even concerning the women in the movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he bought new ways and everything, and they were like, yeah, I don't know. We mm-hmm. got it, you know. Mm-hmm. They used to doing it the same way that we do it. Yeah, it's amazing to me how some people... Uh, would object to uh, female female leaders, and and it wasn't a mistake when Deborah was one of the judges. Uh, come on, in the Old Testament, when God Himself chose <laughs> it wasn't within the congregation and choose no. that thing. God chose, so it wasn't a mistake. It's the reason why it's in the Bible. And but people still today, scholars. Who know it's just like the Jews. Who knows the rich, but don't understand what was in the rich. And so it's, it's, a, it's just amazing, amazing how people think. Oh no, God, God want him on a man. Tell you about what you were saying about Ham Hock. A lot of people, older people, some of my people still in it, they uh, did a lot of things that was in the Bible. Like uh, what you were talking about, the description about it, to find your old past and walk that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Stop it at verse four. Verse four. Hallelujah. Okay, we'll start at verse five next time. Um, and so uh, we thank God for this word, and we know that. Yes, yes, she's he, he, still on. Yeah, we thank God for Sister Ali, and I think Joe is on also. And, uh, yeah, we thank God. Mm-hmm. So we thank God uh, for for this day. We pray that uh, we continue to to uh, um, understand the righteousness of God and realize that our righteousness is filthy rags, so we need to make sure we get the will of God and his righteousness mm-hmm. in us, and it comes from Jesus Christ. And he, he loves us enough to, to, to pay the price for us to get it. <laughs> Amen. Because we cannot afford it. But he, he paid it already, so we thank God. So those of you who got your offering, please give it. And uh, those of you online, again, give your offering. Uh, text the uh, amount to 770-906-0607. Text, text that amount and we'll uh, make sure that you get accounted for the noon day by the study. We thank God today. We give him praise on and grace. And we are... Uh, Ask God to bless this offering. Father God, we thank you for an opportunity to give back to you. He has given to us. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your word. Oh, God, let it resonate in our spirit and our hearts, oh, God, that we will live it out. Oh, God, that we will preach what we practice, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God, for this word. I thank you, God, for this offering that we, that we have been given. Oh, God, multiply it, oh, God. Let it go forth with your kingdom building. Oh, God, that souls would come to know you. In a better way, God, we give it praise, honor, and glory. God, is missing from this place, but never from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all for being here.